The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. At Zed, we're all about moving with the times. And now it's time to be part of the climate change solution and move on from fossil fuels. As a company providing fuel to people all over the country, we also know we have a real opportunity to lead that change. We're committed to keeping Aotearoa moving by providing the right energy for everyone. We believe that innovation in fuel and how it's used can make a huge difference to our planet. Find out more at zed.co.nz. My name is Toby Manhai. This is Superpod 2022 Anno Domini. And we have a full studio here at Spinoff Towers. And I have before me a box of Christmas crackers, which is the new tradition. I mean, it's tradition as of last year. That's tradition. They're a little damp because I had walked on the bus and it was raining. Um, you walked on the bus? Walked from the bus and it was raining. Thanks, thanks for picking me up on that, Duncan. <laughs> Appreciate that. The um, last year we did this, Leonie was just reminding me, and the crackers had, rather than each having a hat, a gift, and a joke, <laughs> one cracker had all the jokes. <laughs> and hats. <laughs> one had all the hats. Oh, was it one with all the... Uh, all the jokes and hats were in one cracker. I think Alice, Alice Neville might have um, got them all. She's not here because she's um, busy with Annie, who was newly born this year. A little kind of round of applause for Annie. It's a highlight of the year. Uh, so what I thought we'd do, uh, everybody can introduce themselves. We'll go round in a circle. I don't think I've got enough crackers, but we won't let that us hold us up. Uh, introduce yourself, pull a cracker, read a joke, tell us what you got, and then if you like, you can say whether or not there was an overarching theme in your area of podcastery or or, or interest, really. Who's going to go first? Maybe Maybe... Maybe two of the originals, Alex Casey and Duncan um, Green. Hello. So do we, sorry, do we, we is it a, a fight to see there's, who will? Yeah, one, there's only, I'm going to hold the winner. snappy thing. Hey. Wow, I got everything. And a carabiner. <laughs> so read your what joke, does it mean? Alex. I actually need a carabiner. That's a useful cracker gift. Okay, everybody. Ooh. <laughs> what do you get if you eat Christmas decorations? Oh, tinselitis. Oh, oh, damn it. You wrote these. You bastard. You wrote these them. These are handmade crackers. <laughs> Pretty amateurish. And introduce yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hello. Uh, my name is Alex Casey. I am a co-host of The Real Pod, the spin-off's longest running podcast. We recap reality television and popular culture in Aotearoa every week. Wow. Been going eight years strong, haven't we, Jane? So long. First time I met Jane was at our very first record. It was. It All was. those moons ago. And I love to tell the story that Duncan brought us together. He came along for the first record just to, for Alex and I to get to know each other and yeah. to introduce us and just kind of, um, you know, make things uh, less awkward. <laughs> and then never left. Just never left. fucking never left. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I'm still here. We're still waiting for him to leave. <laughs> Was there Alex and Jane Yee, who is with you there, was there an overarching theme or is that asking too much? Overarching theme. I was thinking, I mean, there was some cancellations and some, you know, but the block was cancelled and all that sort of stuff. It was kind of wild year, wasn't it, really? Because you had some amazing successes. Celebrity Treasure Island was just another fantastic season. Mm. And then you had Dancing with the Stars, which was riddled with COVID. As was the block. Yeah. You know, we had people standing down and all of that. And then there was the block was just a disaster, full stop to the point that they're not doing it next year. House rules, 2023. The block is over. We also had the big furor with F Boy Island. I don't yeah. know if that's what you're referring to in terms of cancellation culturally. Yeah, that's, right. that's true. Um, was that, can- that was cancelled. Was it cancelled? Culturally. Yeah, culturally. Oh, it, it we literally, yeah. no. no. Literally, no. <laughs> Did anybody watch it? 
I watched Alex every single did. episode. Okay. <laughs> um, but I don't know. How do we? How do we? How do we sum that up? Oh, look, it was just theme. another dramatic year in in reality television, which is uh, you know both on screen and off. The tagline of Celebrity Treasure Island this year was "Expect the unexpected." Mm which I think has never been said before in human <laughs> history. Brand, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to steal that and yeah. sum that up as very original okay. summary of this year. Uh, Simon Pound and, 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 and Madeline Chapman, why don't you... Uh, okay, how's our it? technique there? Oh, it's a winner for... Simon win, win the win. Win for Poundy. Is it? Is it a win, though? Uh, I get the hat. He's got a little, a little notepad. Okay, what have I got here? Oh, girls, that's, a little lovely little notepad. That's very handy for when I'm interviewing a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and keeping up with the hot jokes. Um, <laughs> great material. Who hides in the bakery at Christmas? Yes, The gingerbread man. It's actually quite good. Come on then. I feel like Toby's trying to get like a quiz and he's trying to win. <laughs> I wasn't actually. I was trying to do some lovely audio padding for Samuel, who is uh, running things oh. today. Hi, Samuel. How are you? Hi, Toby. I'm doing marvelous. Thanks for being with us. And uh, do we uh, do we do we capitulate? It's oh, yeah. a mince spy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very good. Wow. I'm kind of into That's that. That's good. You really splashed out on the crackers this year, Toby. <laughs> Um, I did. <laughs> Simon, tell us what you do and whether or not there is an overarching theme in the world of business. I'm really springing this on everybody. Yeah. Um, so I host um, Business is Boring that started like probably seven years ago with a six-episode run, and it's still going, <laughs> which is really cool. Like Duncan Grave, just never left. Yeah, love it. And, um, yeah, I guess the theme there um, uh was probably everyone being all wanting to understand what um, NFTs and crypto and Web3 meant and if all of these companies with all of this money and bluster um, meant anything. And then it turned out most of them didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, and outside of that, just um, the other thing is just how there's still just so many amazing people to chat to. Like there's just so many great entrepreneurs mm. and mm. Um, people doing cool things here. Um, is there anyone who ended up being a terrible villain and went to prison that you spoke to over the course of those six or seven years? A few people that we've spoken to have ended up, um, you know, in the headlines for other things. And okay. Little clips from our interviews turning up in, like, spin-off stories and stuff. High court. <laughs> um, Name but, nobody will have to get that's the thing, you know, like, you know, people at the edges, it's a thin line between Steve Jobs and Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, let's go to Leone and T.I. here. Oh, who are pulling a, pulling a cracker. They want an interesting technique there from Ohe Butler. Oh! Ooh. Yeah, you're supposed to grab the little tab on the inside. Well, that has the, anyway. It tells you a lot about a person, the way they pull a cracker. Oh, yeah. What have, what have you That's got in there? Okay. Uh, we, uh, so like a, what is this, a bookmark? A tag? It looks like a gift tag. Merry Christmas. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> this is really great. Oh, so. You did make these. <laughs> Who is Santa's favourite singer? Play on words. Uh, they had a biopic released about them this year. Elfton John. Oh, close. Oh, <laughs> Elphys Presley? Bang on. Oh, yeah. yeah, nice. I got you 50% of the way. Right? <laughs> yeah, then. Alphys. It's <laughs> just someone Alphys. <laughs> how's, how's your year been, I hear? Year's been fantastic. Um, Who are you and what do you do? Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jane. Uh, or the spin off. Um, my name's Tiahe Butler, and I'm the podcast manager at the spin-off. Um, it's been a great year. I spent a lot more of it in the office working than I did last year. Big improvement. Great pods. Just all around. Um, yeah, fucking great. Well, it's great to have you. We... I don't, oh, this whole cracker thing, I think, let's leave, leave, leave to one side at this point. And just pick off the... Well, I think we've got like 60% of the people introduce themselves. <laughs> there's a system. There's a system at work. There's a magic source. And I'm going to go to Leonie Hayden. Hi, Leonie. Help me. 
tell us about you were the host of Ne this year. Correct. Tell us a little bit about that. Was there an overarching theme that went through that podcast or in Te Ao Māori, if you like, or in anything else? Oh, great question, great question. Um, I mean, there was an overarching theme in our podcast, Ne, uh, hosted by myself and Mariana Johnson and Te Kuru Jews, um, and that was just Māori excellence was hmm. the theme. Um, but then you've got the flip side of that, which is sort of watching race relations and Aotearoa sort of fall apart um, in the outside world, which is the part of some of the overarching theme of Aotearoa in 2022. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, our little bubble loved it. <laughs> it was a great year. It was a great year for Māori excellence. There was lots of people out here on the kaupapa doing awesome stuff. We interviewed just like something like 28 or 29 of just like the best people in the country mm. over the course of the year about what they do. Yeah, it was me. Leonie also deserves a huge shout out for delivering the spin-off Podcast Network's first ever podcast episode completely in Te Reo Māori. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a highlight of the year slash my life. <laughs> um, Jane Yee, the um, commissar in chief of the spin-off, Podcast Empire. You do you have anything to add to what you were chatting with Alex Casey before, or do we to treat you as a as a two headed hedra in the real pod? Uh, we are we definitely are two because we've already compared notes about who our heroes and villains are for this year, and they match. So, um, <laughs> okay, really. so we don't have we really don't have any original ideas to offer. Did they actually from. match before you came in here, or yeah. did you devise them? No, no, they, oh, they, they cool. genuinely did. Um, but no, what great year for the network. If I can speak on behalf of just the, whole, the network and the whole, um, we've got. It's you, you might not have from the outside. You might not have noticed a lot of changes. Um, the, the, your favourite shows that you know and love still being just tracking along, but in the background, lots of things going on to make next year a very exciting year. So we've got lots of new series in development. We're in a beautiful new studio that we moved into this year, which has been a huge highlight. We have um, Samuel joined the team, and anyone who's listened to any of our pods and heard Samuel pop up, you'll already already be familiar. And it's just yeah, if we, we're going we're going big. We're going big next year. Exciting yeah. things afoot. Wow. Big is good. Big is good. <laughs> Just you mean like longer, like one Long, hour, longer, forty-five more minutes monopods. of yeah. Duncan on the media merger. Um, and another big news: Bernard moving to Auckland. Bernard Hickey couldn't be with us here today. He's very sad about that. Uh, he replied yes to the invite, but is not here. Um, but exciting that he's very, moving to Auckland because we can we can get him in, in here in the studio. I'm so excited about I'm, that. It's happening real soon too. Love a bit too. of Bernard in the mix. Be good to have him around. He's gonna call. He's gonna call you during this. He does pod. often call me during. <laughs> I don't know. I, I preempted that and had a big conversation with him uh, last evening. So hopefully that will that will stem it for for now. Oh yeah, didn't he call during last year's Superpod? Yes, yes, he did. And he, he did. And we all thought it was a great joke, and yeah. then he was like, "I've got a huge problem." <laughs> <laughs> I think Jane had to leave the studio. <laughs> <to go. laughs> Uh, good times. <laughs> Duncan Grieve, uh, you're here in your capacity as the host of The Fold, I believe. I am. Tell us a bit about that. That's about the media, isn't it? And I'm wondering whether there were any themes that overarched the year in media in Aotearoa. Uh, yeah. I mean, I found it a really fascinating year in the media. Like The, the government's trying to do a lot of kind of sort of structural reforms, trying to merge its two big entities and, and give them a bunch more money to try and make them do a bunch more things. That's also suddenly feeling very coin flippy, whether it even happens now, which is, I don't know whether that's good or bad, given that like you might I might have spent, a, spent most of the year talking about a thing that will not be. But also I think there's just been this general theme of, like, it's been a... A, you know, this is already always a very sort of fluid, chaotic industry, or certainly has been over the last sort of 15 years. But this was the year where the sort of presumptive incumbents who appeared to have won the the war for attention, uh, you know, being sort of Facebook, Google, um, Instagram kind of thing, suddenly felt like unstable, threatened, you know, Netflix as well, um, you know, all had their share prices um, super impacted, all sort of faced 
attention competitors that seemed to have figured out a thing that they they had to do a rearguard action against. And so you basically had you know the the disruptors being disrupted and that that is just a really kind of big and bizarre thing to to go through and that that's been the big sort of theme of the year i think thank you duncan madeline chapman the editor of the spin-off and Hello. could be here in a range of different capacities such as your polymath style are you going to speak about the spin-off and a partner content capacity on this <laughs> podcast or are you going to speak about sport I think I'm going to speak about sport okay. just because the spin-off obviously covers also a lot of the topics in this room, but sport was a big one this year on the spin-off, um, yeah. which it's not every year. Uh, so, yeah, I will be covering sport. And the overarching theme for sport in New Zealand, I think, was um, a lot of people learning that some women have hand-eye coordination <laughs> And are quite good at catching and throwing things, um, and people want to watch it. And that was great. It was a great theme to have. It was great. That's actually my hero, my highlight, the Black Ferns. Are we doing heroes highlights? I'm sorry, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Let's pull a cracker. (laughs) (laughs) Jane, we we didn't do a cracker. Okay, Okay. and I do feel like I need to shoulder some of the blame for um, the mayhem. Oh, God. Oh, wow. oh, my God. Sum up 2022 <laughs> in a single cracker. Third time lucky. You, you um, don't often see a cracker that takes three balls to, <laughs> to crack. i got a key ring, which is helpful. Oh, that can open a beer. Oh, it's a key ring with a bottle opener. I've well, while Toby's sorting himself out, I do have to apologise. I did send the brief for what we were discussing during this podcast at, what time was it? 9 something? 9.19pm. Yeah. <laughs> Who's counting? Um, so uh, if we if we seem a little disorganised, perhaps not got all our ideas all together, that might be something to do with it. Oh, that's that's also part of the rich of tradition the, of the super pot. True. This this joke has trade me theme, which yes. is oh. which is quite very uh, topical. I've got a topical, live trade happening right now. Right at this very context. moment, you're trying to shift some some, some of your stuff. <laughs> my, it's a whole conspiracy theory. My neighbours involved. What's the latest? The shelves, are, the shelves are on their way out. Okay. Everyone relax. Did you <laughs> so it's done. Has it all extended or is it actually? No, no, no. It's the pickup itself. Uh, it's the how pick much itself. did you get for your shelves? Oh, here's the thing. So we got an offer early on, $55. Rejected it because we had 22 watches. I was like, don't be stupid. Mm, don't We're going to get stupid. more than that. Yeah. They sold for 40 Oh, oh. oh That's the low And <laughs> they were sold to the person who made the offer. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's that not 2022. Person. I feel like they're on another really super is. pod gloating about this. Somewhere else in Tarnaki. Okay, so the joke is, why did no one bid for Rudolf and Blitzen on Trade Me? Well, these are New Zealand. Yeah, right. Wow. Okay. We do they a story two, on there with... two reindeer. Oh, yeah, two deer. Two deer. Two deer. Two deer. Oh, two deer. Can we do a story on whoever's? Because obviously, yeah, clearly a local production um, putting these together. Someone's job to write these jokes. His name is Toby Manley. <laughs> 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 they might have. They at least swapped out eBay for Trade Me, I guess. Okay. Well. Have Which them on business. Back boring. in the day was the market. <laughs> you should have them on for their um, covert marketing, guerrilla marketing skills. Um, yeah. I will say this. <laughs> <laughs> what I would say. What I would say is that's the thing that Duncan and I both started saying at the start of every sentence. It's really bad. In, in conversations. What I would say is like, what a couple of knobs. Um, the overarching theme. I think the overarching theme was people seem to be saying the word headwinds a lot in the world of politics. Oh, I host a politics podcast for Gone by Lunch Show. The, um, and it's just the headwinds, the headwinds, the headwinds. You know, obviously what's happened in Ukraine, obviously the residues of all of the lockdowns around the world, supply chain disruptions, and so on and so forth. So that's impacted the country enormously in terms of the cost of living crisis and a range of other challenges. But none of that uh, can change the fact that there were some self-inflicted wounds, some serious self-inflicted wounds, the largest of which, of course, was Three Waters, uh, which... Most people agree reform was required in terms of that water infrastructure area, but clearly that was a 
failure for a government that has achieved some incredible things in terms of communications. Uh, the communications on that were dire and I guess that's where we are as we sit on the precipice of an election year. We're going to go around now and talk villains and heroes. And uh, where should we start? Maybe we'll start with Jane. And are you... Well, she, we can talk together. Jane thing. and Alex. Should we talk at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> I think we can talk to the same topic, but one at a time. Okay. Much like... <laughs> like, a, just like, like a married couple finishing each other's sentences. <laughs> for the, a deep cut for real pod fans, one at a time in the lift, Alex. Remember, one at a time. <laughs> Great reference. Thank you. Okay. Everyone's losing it in the room. You can't eat. They're just silently pissing themselves laughing. Crazy. There's a long pause before the laughter erupts. Should we start with villain? Yes. Okay. Three, two, one. Mike King. Mike King went on Celebrity Treasure Island. He was there for about three and a half minutes. Blew it up completely. Was a total jackass. I'm not. He was. He was. Honest he, opinion. He came in hot, and he's acknowledged that post-show that he kind of became a monster in, yeah. their, in their game. Felt like, um, some, felt like some PR work doing that, though. There was, there was really no excuse for his behaviour. Oh, no excuse. But, yeah, he was, like, extremely sexist. He's called someone a cow, which I haven't heard for a long time. And, I think, a, and a B-word. And a B-word. And this was an aberration from his real-world Mike King, is his position. What does or that word mean? What does aberration mean? Well, like that, what you're saying <laughs> that, that he was, that that wasn't the real him. No, and it felt more like this, was, like, the, this was the real him. Yeah, this was, maybe magnified a bit. This is, mm. it, it felt like the version. Being filmed. Yeah, and also being in a situation where you, I guess you have, I don't know, he went in um, very deliberately behaving like this before he actually went into the game. He was on camera saying, I'm going to go in there and psychologically screw with everyone, which seems uh, interesting sort of stance to take right. when um, your whole thing mental is health mental campaigner. health. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was also there with his daughter, Alex King, um, and he kind of screwed her over at the same time and uh, famously got himself in as the head of the Women's Alliance. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> that is, that's a Tony Abbott move. <laughs> Back to politics when he appointed himself Minister for Women. Yeah, well, that's exactly, that was, that was, yeah, that's, that's our real pod version of your politicsy stuff. Basically, <laughs> is what's going on it's there? It's all politics, isn't it? Really. Um, so he's our villain, our hero. Three, two, one. Dame Susan DeVoy. Dame Susan DeVoy. Seamless. On the same show, <laughs> Celebrity Treasure Island. <laughs> That's our favourite. It's our favourite one to recap, I think. It was, the, it, it was, this was the show of the year. Yeah. You yeah. know, there was nothing even came close. But Dame Susan DeVoy, the reveal that Dame Susan DeVoy was just this absolute super freak. <laughs> Was such a thrill to watch every week. She came in. She was just a quote machine. Mm. The lady is a dame, and she was—I don't know—and and and perhaps this speaks to us having preconceptions about what a dame should be. But she was everything that I didn't expect a dame to be. She's swearing. She had all these catchphrases like she's like, "I've got eyes like piss holes in the snow." <laughs> Blind Jim's she talked got about a vag. The, yeah, she talked about the possum's veg and like, oh, like wanted breast milk. It was just crazy. <laughs> like she was just saying, but every week just the craziest thing you could ever imagine. And she made it real far in the competition. She did. You know, not to get to, but you know, like older woman in shows like this. Anyone over the age of thirty, basically invisible, silent, gets sent home early. Dame Sue's. Was at every frame, she, she <laughs> almost right until the end. <laughs> at one point, she um she just like an ate an entire crayfish, just sm- smashed it open, mm. and then smashed it by eating it. Um, then had one of these in the moment interviews. Was just sat there answering questions. Says, "Oh, I think I need to do a little vomit." Goes off to the bushes. We hear the whole thing happening. Mm. She comes back, literally just dusting herself off. Mm. Sits down. Right, where were we? And that Incredible. was uh, just. Legend. She's so resilient. Four-time world champion. We Dame, love it. Dame Susie Day, she's our hero. Yeah. Um, Duncan Grieve, what about in media? Anything to match that level of uh, villain, villainy or heroism? No villains. <laughs> <laughs> no, no villains. Um, uh, look, the minor real hack... Uh, I'm real ashamed now with hindsight, but um, you know that's also. Super well, let's just go straight to Simon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, 
Like my, my villain, like I, I know I feel like Elon Musk has been the villain of of the year for people, just the, the way he's run Twitter. But I don't think that he qualifies. I, that's just chaotic. It doesn't really matter. Basically, I, I think that Mark Zuckerberg, the way that he runs his platforms, is like legitimately bad for humanity. We started the year, if you'll remember, with the protests uh, at Parliament, which were you know largely a result of people just getting the wrong end of a quite an important stick and you know the 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 inform- information ecosystem that that kind of drew people there you know i think unavoidable while there were other elements to it uh you know and other platforms involved i think that the biggest one and we saw huge amounts of it um in terms of the when you looked at the engagement data like a lot of it just happened on on facebook and for his response to that over the course of the year to basically be to withdraw from news, you know, he fired a good friend of uh, ours, Toby David Grant, who who ran their, their their accelerator program worldwide. They've sort of turned the temperature down, you know, t- turned the distribution down on news, and just in general, like you you can't spend fifteen years telling people come here, get your news, every, everybody's here, it's awesome, and then just be like, actually, it's a bit inconvenient for us to do that so we're just gonna get rid of it i think that's mm. and not really announce that i think you know the, so the, the just the information architecture of us as a society is profoundly weakened i think he is basically the reason why so that man is a villain um my hero is another sort of tech bro i suppose uh new zealander hamish mckenzie one of the co-founders of substack uh toby you interviewed him recently, uh, yeah, because he he used to work for Elon Musk and had some interesting things to say about that. Substack is an email newsletter platform that basically allows uh, writers to go direct to to their audience and the sort of incentives. You really see the power of sort of platform engineering and and incentive structures with technology because I think that you know I subscribe to a shitload of Substacks. I'm sure a lot of people listening and and in this room do as well. And but the the style of writing, the the sort of tenor of the conversation, and the the you know that just the incentive structure it allows. It feels like this 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 ray of light. It's absolutely not uncomplicated, but it was. It felt like the contrast between the sort of advertising and data driven model versus the people pay for a thing that they like model was never more manifest in the contrast. But the between those two people and platforms, Kelly Duncan, Simon Pound. Yeah. Um, so the villain um, going uh, 180 degrees on Duncan, I think, is Elon Musk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like and, and man, like, I really feel for Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking it's been an okay year, yeah. sipping on a Powerade, <laughs> weeping. Yeah, I, I totally agree with the Mark Zuckerberg. And isn't it wild how Facebook is now just like, like desperately trying to serve you up all these kinds of like near viral content? from the past like old clips of tv shows and old like i mean it must be because i'm like a 40 year old guy can you show me ufc i've never watched the ufc i don't like watching it and it's just endless ufc (laughs) but they're just so desperate to get you to pay attention to it and it's it's so regressive and retreating things it's it's wild Uh, but elon musk he um you know, every time you open Twitter now is just like this immensely sad uh, experience. And I saw this great thing that someone posted, like, you know, if he's being the dick, why do I have to leave? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but then every time you open it up, you're like, oh, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, The so best description I've seen of him among the many is that it's someone who went to an open mic night, bombed, and so then bought the bar. Hold <laughs> <laughs> an open mic night every night. <laughs> a few people would have to politely applause. Yeah, and and just seeing the, them in, um, you know, showing the way they were making decisions to kind of like lower the reach of people who were spreading like dangerous misinformation and going, look, they were doing it. And you're like, yeah, of course they were. These guys are all loons. Um, but yeah, real sad and um, re- re- really interesting to see how him and SBF and um, the Elizabeth Holmes thing have all been um, knocking down part of that big idea of like the entrepreneur is the sole genius, which has been such a big kind of um, theme in the venture capital based boom and, and lots of people kind of mirroring themselves or, or, or trying to be like these people. Um, and so that, that's kind of the ongoing like villain side of, um, of business. 
But the hero on the flip side, um, you're not meant to have favourites, uh, but I'm going to say what my favourite podcast of the year was. It's like children. You're not meant to have favourites in your children. You definitely do. Uh, <laughs> the, um, That's true. That's sometimes true. they change. It can be a different one on yeah. a different day. But Oh, they all have the chance to. Yeah. They just have to act favourable. And then... <laughs> well, sometimes they, it's just the least shit behaving one, yeah. you know? No, you definitely don't. You love them all, but some of them are more fun to spend time with sometimes. <laughs> Um, so um, the, the best podcast of the year is the absolute opposite to that kind of individualistic, um, uh, you, you know, self-mythologizing leader. And that was a chat I had earlier on with um, Michelle Wilson of Our Period Care that was just such a cool chat to hear her talk about uh, the role of um, – she, she came out of corporate law to start um, a, a, a kind of like natural apothecary and she put it down to – reconnecting with her ancestry and her tupuna, actually calling her through dreams to get into the forest and start reconnecting with um, with with traditional ways of doing things. And the way she told that story was just such an antidote to so much of the business stories and this kind of, um, yeah, the, the, the nastiness, and it was just fascinating. Mm. So if anyone is looking for a good little holiday listen, um, seek that one out. Excellent. Thank you, Simon. Uh, Mad Chapman. Uh, I have one, I have a sports one, but then I also just have a very quick spin-off one, which is Simon Henry is my villain. Hero villain. <laughs> villain. <laughs> villain. Um, the now known as the Eurasian Fluff CEO uh, for his comments about Nadia Lim. He just seems like a guy who doesn't say or do nice things. So um, he's the general individual villain, but the sports villain is Sanitarium. That's my, <laughs> my sports villain. Very oh, easy. I'll just hide this. Big up and go. Big up and go. Big up and go. Yeah. The, like, easy to say New Zealand rugby could be a villain if we're talking about the World Cup, which was a great event. But um, Sanitarium is just like, has been a partner of New Zealand rugby for 20 plus years, has never supported women's rugby, even in the uh, lead up to the World Cup, didn't think to include them in any of their promotions. I don't know, you know, they might come out and say it was a legal thing, but I think it was just, according to their comments to me, just didn't think about it. And then go on Fear Go and, like, promote that they're now finally doing Black Ferns cards and then get celebrated for it as if it's like this huge forward thinking progressive <laughs> thing that Sanitarium is doing by giving Black Ferns some cards. I mean, they've been doing those cards for like years and years and never once. Well, they did once when they included like super rugby players and basically non all black champs players. They got a couple in there. But yeah, I just, the, the kind of corporates, it's not even jumping on the bag when it wagon late because they were on it and just like ignoring half of it. And then now they've turned around and everyone's like, congratulations, you're amazing. <laughs> well done. Yeah. And just absolutely basking in it. So they are my villain. Also, they don't seem to like gay people <laughs> as a church, as a company owned by Seventh Day Adventists. So that probably doesn't help when your um, people want you to sponsor a rugby team that is, has quite a few gay people in it. So my hero is, well, the Black Ferns, but more specifically Jonah Nanwu, um, owner of The Hand, who I, which I am absolutely obsessed with. Yeah, specifically <laughs> The Hand. Um, I think The Hand sort of wraps up the kind of everything, well, one, everything about their campaign and just kind of what you would want, everyone should try to be like the hand, which is that <laughs> she subbed in late, did this amazing thing. I obsessed over the like very specific thing of her winning a line out right at the end, which which sealed the win for the Black Ferns. Uh, but turns out, after talking to a lot of rugby players, that's exactly what they expected her to do because she's been doing that every game since she was playing as a teenager and that is just like it was a surprise to everyone there but it was absolutely not a surprise to anyone who would ever try to win a line out against her so it's sort of like <laughs> the most reliable but also thrilling like 
can't believe that happened. Also, her name's Drona, and she was born in 1995, so you have to assume that she was named after Drona Lomu, which is quite <laughs> cool. Um, Man, yeah. can I just ask, if the hand doesn't get in the way, what is the percentage likelihood of England mauling over and scoring? 125%. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, it was literally that the hand <laughs> that, that yeah. stopped it. Yep, contest the line-outs. That's the... Yeah. Uh, that's the, the mantra. <laughs> Please. All right, coach. Thank you, Matt. Um, politics. The v- villains, I was just thinking while you guys were talking about Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, that uh, in, a, in a way the, there, was a, there was a book that was written a couple of years ago by um, Ruth Ben-Ghiat called Strongmen and how we are living in an age of strongmen, which is kind of terrifying to think because sometimes it doesn't seem like that at all. But, you know, when you think of Putin and... Uh, Kim Jong-un and, and various others around the world who aspire to that, obviously Donald Trump in recent times, that's the it's a kind of almost the quintessential villain, the strong man, but that's a real thing otherwise I had a couple of Liz's Liz Gunn and Liz Truss and it feels I feel mean doing this because he's the least villainous person imaginable, Chris Farfoy is not a villain, like couldn't be less villainous in terms of the way he presents but he still kind of epitomises something I think villain's the wrong word but in terms of the failure of the government he unfortunately personifies a lot of it in terms of what he left he got a whole lot of stuff loaded onto him as a minister because there was a lack of depth in cabinet so that's one shortcoming he left on the way out an immigration pile he left uh, the hate speech in a state and he left the media merger in a state and then he went through the revolving door into um, into becoming a lobbyist and so you know wrapped up into that one you know decent Decent human being, smart guy is a lot of stuff that I think is a bit rotten. Hero, um, the in direct in parliamentary terms in New Zealand, I think that um, Adrian Rudafia, who's the new speaker, has just calmed, just been what everybody needs at this point of a quite uh, tumultuous year, a calming, sober, wise. You know, he feels like he's a bit arm around the shoulder and just trying to let just get everybody to calm the fuck down a bit. Um, <laughs> notwithstanding the the arrogant prick comment in the house uh, in the in the last week. Ti here, what have you got? My villain for the year, my villain hero, thinking for the year is very much studio centric for the spinoff podcast network. Um, and you might be able to help with this, Toby. We had a power surge early in the year that fried our old sound desk. Mm. And so my villain, person responsible for the power for this building. Is, is it me? Is it me? <laughs> <laughs> but is it Wayne Brown? Wayne Brown. Is it somebody from the council? Uh, How does the power? Don't think he was in power then. But electricity. Yeah, it's, it's is it the landlord? <laughs> Hard to say. Um, I think it's Toby. I think you were right. Uh, Just too much power in the room. Yeah. My, yeah. Nice. Nice. I see what you did there. Um, my hero for the for the year absolutely blast that out of the water, and I haven't even thought about. Our broken sound desk because my hero is Samuel Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your hero was Samuel. <laughs> intern from broadcasting school who's absolutely smashed it in every way since coming in and has, has just made my life at work infinitely better. And And that's and that's oh. uh, <laughs> All right, I'm just going to change the changing line. <laughs> She's changing our pays. <laughs> Pay.com. for being the world's best boss. I'll stop. After you have to say that. <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, queer pal. Oh, it's me. Leonie. Um, yes, starting with villains. Get that out of the way. Um, kind of an obvious one from me and fairly recent, um, but I think symbolic of a bigger problem in Aotearoa. So I'm going with Kaipara Mayor Craig Jepson, um, who, as everybody knows, uh, is the mayor who banned karakia um, from council meetings from the get-go, from the very first uh, council meeting that they had as, that he held as new mayor um, and blocked Councillor Paniora uh, from starting with Karakia, blocked her a number of times. She sort of slipped it in there in her maiden speech. Um, and after a lot of, you know, sort of uh, feedback and backlash from 
the public and pests like me. Um, he has since reversed his uh, his ban on that. However, looking at sort of where he is positioned, it's not just a clueless old dude who doesn't really know any better and thinks that karakia equals a prayer to a god or some gods when um, that's not really the case. It's not They're not exactly analog- analogous. Um, he comes from, he's part of a group called Democracy Northland, um, which <laughs> includes uh, one of our Twitter faves, um, Duncan's eldest daughter, Robin Grieve. <laughs> um, she my second eldest daughter. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. No, Duncan's <laughs> second eldest daughter, Robin Grieve. His eldest um, daughter would not join the egg party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and the big B in their bonnet is um, Marty Ward's being established um, without consultation, which is hilarious because they're literally in Northland, which is the Rohe that very famously never ceded sovereignty to the government. So, I mean, I guess in that way they've got to come from a long line of non-consultation um, before changing people's uh, rights. Um, but, yeah, I just that guy really... Um, got under my skin, not just because my family whakapapa to kaipara, but that was a big part of it. Um, it really sort of brought back to me again the need to to vote in um, local elections. Um, that whole area has got a lot of wealthy farmers and landowners and a lot of poor Māori families and not that much in between. So it's like a really good, like, actually makes quite a bit of difference if you get out there and vote in a local election. Um, anyway, so that guy can suck it. Um, my hero heroes for the year, um, 2022 was the 50th anniversary, um, of the Te Reo Māori petition being presented to Parliament and, uh, my hero heroes, um, is Te Tauraferi, the Māori Language Commission. Um, I think that they anchored the celebration of that really important anniversary incredibly well. Um, and I I felt the effects of um, all of the hundreds, if not thousands, of little projects that they put out into the world um, in celebration of that. There were, you know, big occasions marked on the steps of Parliament where the petition was handed over. There were a lot of um, smaller events all over the country. There were people telling their individual stories. They partnered with the spin-off and told just so many different, exciting individual stories about real loss and reclamation. Um, And it really, I mean, I said something earlier, it was very half um, glass, half empty about sort of race relations in Aotearoa. And it's very easy to sort of pick a side, half empty, half full, um, depending on the day and how you feel. Um, But this year, Te Tauraferi really managed to um, make Te Reo feel like it's the inevitable tidal wave that we all know that it is, but sometimes you get a little bit discouraged. Um, but yeah, so I feel like it was the beginning or the middle, even considering that the beginning started a long time ago, the middle of something very exciting for, for Aotearoa. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has the lowdown on everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. Join some of the superstars of the investment and business world as they share advice from their time in the US so you can make your mahi count in this massive market. The Investment Fix Podcast, brought to you by Invest New Zealand. Tune in today. We, uh, we're going we're gonna to just... Jane held up a message to me saying, don't worry about the low lights or highlights. That's the stuff you're not supposed to... That's why I do it. Whole, if I wanted everyone to know that, no, I'd but, have said it on mic. But this is the, this is a podcast where it's like people want to feel like they're really, you know, enjoying that exciting under the hood chat. Like, <laughs> shall we or shall we not do the highlights and the low lines? 
This is the magic right now. I've cha- okay, and I've changed my mind because I do have a highlight I need to speak to. First I, of all... We're going to do them really quickly. Okay, they will be quick. But really first of all, quickly. I just want to clarify, just in case there's any confusion, different Robin Grave. It's, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> sorry. Slight inside joke there. Robin Grave, the one that different I was talking about, is in fact um, a very racist old man. 300-year-old <laughs> man. Who just happens to share a name with Duncan's daughter. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can do a, a real quick highlight. Low lights, highlights. We're going to do them together. Lightning round. But just got to be really quick. No pissing around. Okay. <laughs> my low light is still COVID. My highlight, Duncan's chain. It's an audio medium, so you're not going to need to explain it. Okay, very quickly. Um, I mean, Duncan, well, it is what it is. It's a, it's a lovely gold chain. Uh, Duncan, it's, it's given us heaps of comedy material on the Real Pod this year. I mean, it's only very, quite a recent addition. <laughs> Um, so it's punching above its weight in terms of, of content. Oh, it's pretty heavy, though. It's, it's a pretty heavy, heavy weight. To put. <laughs> have, have you given the chain a name? Does it have a name? Like like Stuart or <laughs> or, or <Jeff>. Peter? <laughs> Those are the two names. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. But, I mean, I, I, it's really amazing the extent to which like, we've not done a podcast since that it hasn't been like a decent content pillar yeah, on, the, on the real part. If he's wearing it, we're talking about it. And if he's not yeah. wearing it, we are wondering where it is, you know? Yes. Um, so yes. that's my highlight and continues to be. So I imagine it may still be my highlight this time next year. <laughs> What was, your, oh, what was your low light? COVID, just oh, COVID. COVID. Just, COVID. Oh, boring, oh, but still it's boring. Um, my highlight and low light are the same thing. So my, <laughs> my personal highlight and professional highlight, actually, was a successful public campaign to get Love Island into pubs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well done. Yeah, well done. Thank well you. Done. I wrote a piece, uh, caught the attention of a little radio station called ZM, and they hosted a viewing party at the Lula Inn, at which point I realised... It's too loud, <laughs> and I can't see anything. Terrible <laughs> and idea. Watching Love Island at the pub is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> so it was also my low light, but it was it was a powerful it was a powerful moment for me. Low light is the moment that you rescinded. You were descending into the inexorable time and aging, yeah. and you could no longer focus. There was something that happened actually at the Lula Inn. Do you recall? It was the first time I had encountered the be real thing going off in a public situation and everyone suddenly shot out of their seats and went, it's be real time. And I was like, what the it's time to be re- going it's on? Not, it's time to be real is what you say. It's time oh, to sorry. be real. <laughs> it's time to be real. And everyone started getting real and taking their photos, which I think is that's probably the big social media thing of, of this year. Is it yeah. not? Yeah, so. the new one. I, I mean, mean, we're t- all TikTok on it, still. clearly. TikTok's Very still so, going. so on it. Love to be real. It just spooked me out. That's yeah. all. Although you can't always be real because we're on like China's time zone or something. And so half of them come in at like one twenty in the morning. And right. so it pops up in the morning and you've got to be real to do. And then you don't actually be real. You just choose the most interesting thing that happens to you, which totally goes against the idea of it. So you're telling me you're on Be Real? I should, I've got, got one to do now. The good thing about Be Real is I, I actually only have six friends on there, and so this is going <laughs> to go out to six people. <laughs> so you take a photo, and then you're only meant to take one, right, because yeah. you're meant to look like whatever you look. But then you can see how many times people have taken this. There's yeah, a you can thing. retake. You can uh, see. But, but, but you're out wide enough. It's slightly less real. Go. This is, this is really I feel good. so real right <laughs> now. Be real, everybody. We've been very real, by the way. Very natural. We're, not, not we're definitely not we'll all pulling peace signs and thumbs up. <laughs> there we go. Duncan, you go. <laughs> <laughs> the highlight's been my, your hosting, honestly. Um, my highlight and low light are kind of wrapped up into one, and uh, which was basically last year Magic Talk kind of blew up quite spectacularly um, with its these just sort of ancient uh, hosts saying things, saying sort of terrible stuff. And then this year it kind of, it, it split into two, like a, the way of the light, which was uh, Today FM, which might actually happen to the frequency, which is like, I just like new things. And uh, and there, there's just a general kind of, it's interesting to have a new talk radio station and how long it lasts, who knows. Uh, the other half of it, all of the people who are like, I want to be able to say this bad stuff and I don't want any advertisers to stop me, um, went off and founded a new thing called The Platform, which is an online radio station. And in this kind of horrible way, it feels like it's been more successful. Like, I admire anyone who starts a thing, but basically, 
it just seems quite like like they're, they're following the incentive structures of social media and just getting more and more sort of alarming. And they, they had this week where in the aftermath of Stuff's Fire and Fury where they had all of the sort of disinformation community on to kind of tell you how the world really worked. And, and that was spectacularly successful for them. I think they've since had a falling out, but just in general, like the, the, the sort of media environment that will encourage more platforms to come and, uh, that's going to be a weird thing to watch. So, uh, you know, that's that's my low light and my highlight all bundled into one origin story. Thank you very much. Simon, be real. Cool, yeah, my, <laughs> my, my, my low light was doing that be real. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is quite a nice um, thing because it is literally like six people, so you yep. actually don't care. It's real cool. Um, and then uh, my highlight would be, in a pod-related thing, um, would be the story that Viv Conway, the founder of Girls Get Off, uh, an entrepreneurial, a female pleasure brand that sells sex toys, and she told a story about um, being robbed, and uh, that was fantastic, and I would recommend, I don't want to ruin it, <laughs> but I'd recommend you seek out that podcast, as it's um, very funny. <laughs> and while you're there, listen to the back catalogue. Listen to, <laughs> listen to all of them, yeah. and then while uh, once you're done with business is boring, just move around all the other titles in the spin-off podcast network. Would you please? Thank you. Good work, Jane. Mad. <laughs> okay. Well, not sure I'm going <laughs> to be that one, but um, sticking to theme, highlight was the atmosphere at the World Cup final. I think that was something that hopefully will be replicated, but certainly had never happened before in terms of um, just the very unique atmosphere of a full Eden Park that is not filled with lifelong rugby diehard fans and is more just filled with people wanting to have a good time. Um, so that was the highlight. Low light was probably um, getting a front row view into kind of what seems to be the growing distrust and, and aggression towards media this year, which you sort of always know is there, but obviously in my current role, it now is much more direct and it's quite disheartening to read. You know, lots of people who seem otherwise very onto it and compassionate being suddenly very aggressive and uh, into conspiracy theory around media and the like. So that's been um, not as fun. And hopefully we can uh, improve that next year. Agreed, Jane. We'll just need to check with the Labour government if we're allowed to put that bit in. Full disclosure, I wasn't really listening. No, I, was actually, I was actually doing some planning for when the facts change because the, the cogs, they need to keep turning. Okay. <laughs> Bernard's on the line. Uh, that was a joke. The Thank you, Mad. My low light, which is sort of related to that, is just the occupation and all the stuff around it and a lot of, uh, a lot of vulnerable, distressed people and a scattering of... Uh, terrible people as well. Highlight was some of the cool stuff that we did this year, taking the spin-off back out into the world a bit um, after a year of being literally in our homes and then back in the office. And then we had this year, we did some cool things. We did, we did a, uh, got to catch up with spin-off members who are our lifeblood. Just put that plug in there. Really important people genuinely to us that mean something like this, something as self-indulgent as this can can happen. Thank you. But seeing going we did a we did a debate in Wellington. We did a live pod in Tauranga, which Tiahem was instrumental in and was Jane too. And uh we did a, a very cool candidates diary event in here in in, in our shop, uh which I think was a, a lovely event in terms of demonstrating the the other side of politics that we don't necessarily encounter the the, the more human side of that. And then finally, uh, the highlight thing uh, was the in terms of live events was the 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 modern Maori quartet was the oh. yes. um, which our Holy. friend I hear was part of an absolute. I mean, I'm st- like my my clothes were burned. <laughs> <laughs> Melted onto my body. Is that what um, you would say? The heat in, in that room. It was just fantastic. It was a lot of a lot a lot of fun, and um, it was it was uh, what was it called the the eighties cassette with um, DJ Modi order. 
it was cool. the DJ Modi Modi Order Hour of Power. Oh, yeah. I think it was, was really great. The, it was a lot of fun. Was the very flimsy narrative thread that <laughs> held together. <laughs> uh, excuse for four grown men to dress up and sing karaoke. Four amazing kind of, singers, yeah. amazing movers. Uh, Full grown ass men. But there was one star and it was Tiahe Butler. Yeah, yeah. Full shot. Um, and that's a good point to throw to you. Oh, yeah. Tell us your lowlights, highlights. Uh, I did really, um, it's not my highlight, but I did really, really enjoy taking the spin off pods out into the world. And I think really excited for doing that more. I think we should do a whole bunch more of that next year. Got my lunchtime in Tauranga. Business is boring down in Britomart at the Spark store. Um, I think there's a big future in live pods in New Zealand, and we're at the forefront of it. Um, my highlight was um, the Spinoff Podcast Network winning a bronze award at the New Zealand Podcast Awards yeah. <laughs> for Best Network. Should have been my dull. highlight is that it was the, the third of three. <laughs> yeah. It was um, that we've got. We've got some stiff competition in the giant media <laughs> organisations that also produce podcasts, apparently. <laughs> anyway, um, and also just on the podcast awards, shout out to Gone By Lunchtime for winning the Best Current Affairs. Yes. Yes. In spite of Ben Thomas's best efforts. Megging <laughs> <laughs> works. Leone. Uh, so my highlight of the year... Uh, well, we actually, our very last episode of Nair, um for the year, we talked about um, our favourite episodes. Um, I talked about my favourite episode, which was an interview with Dr Ngahuia Murphy. Um, Simon talked earlier about um, Michelle Wilson from our period care. Um, a lot of the matauranga that Michelle uses in her work was taken from Dr Ngahuia Murphy. She has researched and revitalised a whole lot of matauranga um, around periods, um, around our um, Atua Wahine, our, our female goddesses in Te Ao Māori. She's sort of at the front of that kind of work and um, she really does just change how you view the world. Um, so I recommend going to listen to that episode of our interview with her. Um, personal highlight, of course, was um, I studied this year. I took a year off life um, and, and studied. Um, obviously that's a an obvious highlight, but the thing that really just comes to mind as a real, real highlight as a result of that is I also took a year off Twitter. <laughs> good God, it's good, good for good you. Good timing too. It's good time it to not be so there. so good for you. I feel like that was half of the brain refresh I experienced was just getting out of that hellscape. And then the low light is the fact that I'm back on there now that I'm <laughs> really? why? I don't know why. I don't know why. I can't look away. Oh, God. Leone. It's like this thing, this pure thing that was holding me back from needing to be there. Is, it's gone now. So I'm, I've descended back into hell. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the low light for me. <laughs> Good. The... Let's wind up very quickly with a prediction or a cast ahead to the future, uh, the year 2023. Say anything you like, we'll just rip around the table and then we'll all leave. What I would say. What I would say <laughs> is that... Uh, you have so many tabs open right now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I just have a very busy multitasking. <laughs> um, what I would say is that... I've already said it really. 2023 is just going to be like a cracker year for cracker the year. for the podcasting yes. and that's in reference also to the crackers uh, on the table. We have got so many exciting things planned. <laughs> Stop <laughs> laughing at my bad jokes. <laughs> no, actually I want you to laugh at my bad jokes. Um, we've got so many exciting things planned and I can't wait and I can't wait to share it with the world. That's all. Thank you very much. Kia ora. Alex. My predictions for reality television, mm. I've already bored you with this on the podcast, but I think reality romance is dead. The dating show we're going to move away from locally after F-Boy Island and all the furor. Mm. Everything is just going to be the mole, the bridge, the fence, <laughs> the door. It's just going to be like high concept, all in kind of early 2000s challenges, strategy-based, strategy, strategy, yeah, yeah. strategy 
bringing together a large group of people from all walks of life, and particularly, right. I think, getting outdoors yeah. is what I'm seeing. Tasky, but tasky. Tasky. I love the task. We don't want to see people in emotional pain anymore. We don't mm. want to see heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there's still room for mass Australia, you know? Yes. I'm, yeah, I mean locally, sorry. I mean New Zealand. Yeah, we just don't do that well. We We're going to go full wholesome. Full wholesome, and we'll just save dating shows for, like, the Brits. What the about Americans? wholesome dating shows that involve tasks? I do think, actually, shout out to Down for Love, which won at the New Zealand TV Awards. I mm. think the kind of observational, very hands-off, kind right. of just like what, like almost early, early dating shows we're going to see again because yes. um, I know Down for Love is getting a second season at least. So these predictions are more just sort of facts. <laughs> <laughs> Another, I, have a, I have a genuine prediction in terms of reality TV for New Zealand for next year, and this is if the merger goes ahead. Just less fancy launch parties for series. It's just mm. going to be more cheap. Mm. I think we're seeing that everywhere. I went to Avatar 2 last night, just a bit of popcorn. Didn't, even get, didn't even get a slider. <laughs> like a special a special commemorative cup. Blue slushies. Was it any no good? face pain. What was the verdict? I'd fall asleep. Oh. oh, it's like five hours long, right? It's three and a half. Oh, hours. that is Leona Lewis long. sing again in it. No, but there is like the weekend. I think is a song oh. over the credits, which is like, whoa, it woke me up. Yeah, <laughs> 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 anyway, that's me. Uh, the chain. <laughs> That's a high concept reality TV show. Yeah. Man starts wearing a chain. Um, so it's just an observational kind of. Uh, I think. I mean, so a lot of this is related to uh, Adrian Orr, uh, you know, and his his um, deliberate engineering of a recession. Uh, I, I think next year could be quite quite a rough old one for the sort of traditional media, which is very reliant still on advertising, which is the first thing. This is so boring, um, but also interesting for me. Uh, advertising is the big discretionary item on on most businesses' agendas, and uh, I think that 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 is just going to have a profound impact. So I think you might sort of see. Uh, that the, the those kind of legacy media companies that are still highly reliant on on advertising really struggle next year, which will accelerate this kind of move to digital even more so than what we have seen lately, and especially this kind of general shift from institutions to individuals that um, which you know for better or worse, you know is, has been a big pattern lately. So that's again that's almost in Alex's category of lesser prediction than a thing that is going to happen, obviously. But um, yeah. It's not going to be fun, though. Thanks, Sorry. Duncan. Get off your phone, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Is it Bernard? No, it wasn't. Just to, it was just some, ad, it was some urgent admin that I had to Seriously, Simon. Yeah, uh, more live pods. I reckon it's really good to get out there and get everyone together. So, um, yeah, more of that, more of that next year. That's how fast we were supposed to be, wasn't it? He's a pro, isn't He's he? Very, yeah. good. very, very good. Mad. Uh, my prediction is that the Women's Football World Cup, which we are hosting next year, will be huge as the biggest women's sporting tournament in the world and also now New Zealand is somewhat interested in women playing sport and lots of international fans. So I think and government government investment as well. They're making gender-neutral bathrooms and change rooms, which is very cool. My local club, Western Springs, is going to be hosting the Norwegian team, we just found out in the last few days, which is very cool. And so I think there will be Does a little bit of that. Does that mean you get a player that. billet to your house? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, the, but the, you know, the lots, of the, lots of the facilities around Auckland have been upgraded in order to be the kind of practice and home bases mm. for the teams that are in New Zealand. And yep. so I think that'll be quite cool. I think that it might be quite cool if the if we all become in our neighbourhood become Norwegian for a little while. And yeah, every every country that's been hosted in New Zealand has like a local park that's their home park. And so it's inviting people to get on board with countries that aren't New Zealand um, in the World Cup. It'll be cool. It's I think be it'll great. be very fun. It's going to be so good. Uh, it's an election year next year. I was just thinking about the recent elections and each one has had – not quite an October surprise necessarily, but a sort of theme to it that wasn't expected in advance. In 2011, there was the teapot tapes. In 2014, there was the Dirty Politics book and the moment of truth, 
which was something else. <laughs> That's so amazing. 2017 was the Jacinda mania, the sort of with a few weeks out, Jacinda Ardern. And then 2020 was the COVID election. I guess that was sort of predictable, but it was didn't make it weird. It was punted back. And so in 2023, there will be something. <laughs> because, because it's the unexpected, is that I what you're saying? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Expect the unexpected in 2023 TI My prediction for next year is that at least two other podcast hosts come to the Superpod wearing chains. Oh. Yeah, great prediction. We've got two this year. Are you All wearing right. a chain? Yeah, I've, I've, I've had a chain for many, many years. Yeah, that's it's not, just not a small, but just not delicate. Enough. It's not big enough. It's, it's not Cuban link, though. It's not as a lowercase chain. It doesn't. Duncan's chain, chain arrives in the studio several minutes before that. <laughs> it's like security place. <laughs> Make sure that everything is in the right place. Yeah. You know, yours is just a chain. It's Duncan installed a metal detector at the door to the office just so it could go off every morning when he walks in. Leone. <clears throat> Predictions for 2023. Uh, as you predicted, it's an election year next year. Um, <laughs> and amazing, Toby. It as it's could be in like, January 2024, strictly speaking. Yeah, but, yeah, true. But it won't be. As it's looking like, very likely that we're going to have a, a change of government, I'm predicting um, huge amounts of racism as campaign strategy. That's my prediction. Going back to the glass half empty. Mm. Me? Mm. This is the it back on Twitter year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Samuel, do you have any predictions? Uh, heroes or villains? <laughs> Lowlights or highlights? Uh, what I will say is that my highlight is being able to come here. I've been reading the spin-off since I was in high school. Um, so it's crazy to be here surrounded by podcasting titans, uh, I will say. Um, I predict that... 2023 is going to be absolutely cracker for the spin-off, uh, especially the podcasting division, just because we're, like, 33% sexier now. Yes, <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Nice, uh, yeah, Well put. Good. Thank you, Samuel. It's great to have you with us. Big thank you to spin-off members, to spin-off listeners. Try another podcast and spin off podcast um, in network. In the network. You in, know? In this network. Not, not, I mean, not anywhere else. Nowhere else. Um, you might like it. You might not. But you can just try it. You know, it's, <laughs> podcasts are like a box of chocolates. Can we just fade this out? Now? No, no, <laughs> I, I, there is something, there's something I genuinely... Immediately, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd like to add is that if you do, I mean, you're listening to this and you've made it to the end, so I have to assume you are a fan. You might have or, just lurched awake with a burst, <laughs> of, burst of apnea. It's true. Or your bomber <laughs> wanting to get some material for your, your next great write-up. Um, but anyway, if you, you've made it here, you're probably a fan of one of our podcasts. Please share it. Rate it, review it. Those things actually really make a difference to us. Uh, and that's all, really. That's all. Thanks, Shane. Uh, thank you to everybody. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> all of those things. See you in 2023. Bye. Thank you, Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.